Welcome to episode one. I'm Larry Elovitz, and I'm joined by Holly Henry and Elise Levy of the Investing Advice Roundtable. Today, we feel very fortunate to have Tim Cleveland of River Valley Wealth Management with us today. Thank you, Tim, for taking the time to come chat with us today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So for those of you that are out there listening, full disclosure, Tim is my managing advisor, but as Larry, Elise, and I were talking about people that know the fine financial industry inside and out, I knew that we had to get Tim on this show. So another disclosure for fun, Tim is actually, um, he was my financial advisor becoming my managing advisor. So he's not just my boss, he is someone that I highly respect for several years now that has um, transformed into my mentor too. That's awesome. I'm so glad Tim is here. Holly, before we get started, would you mind just giving us an introduction for Tim? Sure. So Tim is an LPL registered financial advisor with 15 years of experience and leadership in the financial industry. In April of 2015, he founded River Valley Wealth Management, a financial practice that specializes in retirement planning and in state conservation. Through LPL Financial, Tim currently holds the Series 766 and Series 24 general principal license and is an AAMS certified. Prior to his career as a financial advisor, Tim was also a local business owner for 20 years. So when Tim is not serving his wonderful clients, he supports local charities and organizations. These organizations include the Chamber of Commerce, Knights of Columbus, and the local Boys and Girls Club. Aside from his work in the community, Tim enjoys spending time with his family. Tim and his wife, Joan, have been married for 28 years. They have two sons and seven grandchildren. Awesome. Thanks, Holly, for that introduction. Tim, we're so excited to have you. Maybe just to start, can you give a little bit of background of where you're from, where you grew up, and how you got here? Sure. Yeah, it's a long route. Um, <laughs> born in Colorado and then moved to Southern California, and then we did the uh, reverse Beverly Hillbillies and moved to Arkansas <laughs> from there. And then the wife and I got married. We moved back to California, to Northern California, and then back again here. So we've been around the world a little bit, so to say. Um, nice. Yeah, so basically my formative years were here in Arkansas, graduated mm -hmm. from Lamar High School here in, in uh, the area, went to Arkansas Tech, and I think that's where Holly's alma mater yes. as well, mm -hmm. uh, and so and then we started my own business, and most recently before I had a retail business, and uh, it kind of leads on into how I became the financial advisor, I guess, is because I- Yeah, guess, so guess, what was your retail business? We had a uh, Sears store, Sears dealer store. Oh. So, partnered with Sears and sold their products and had a the local store in Clarksville. Got it. So you're very familiar with sales, which is a big part of our job. Sales and relationships. Yeah. Relationship mm -hmm. management. So that kind of leads into our next question. Um, how did you become a financial advisor and maybe also why you became a financial advisor? Sure. Yeah. So sold the business and uh, I knew I wanted to stay connected to people. That's the one thing I missed about the business was the people. Didn't miss anything else. Not a, not a thing. <laughs> but, but the people I, I did, I, I really missed my relationships and my customers and clients because they become friends, they become family. Mm -hmm. And that's very similar in this role. So I, this opportunity popped up to start with Edward Jones and I, I did. And it was very similar to, to build relationships and, and get close to people. And that was very important when I was looking for another career after that, selling the business. Totally. 
Um, when did you switch from Edward Jones to working with LPL? Well, I start in April 2015, I moved to Wells Fargo from Edward Jones. Oh, okay. And then that did not work out real well. So we, we moved in 2019 to LPL. That has worked real well. <laughs> awesome. Well, you mentioned relationships. Um, what else inspired you down this path? Just my own interest in it. I always had uh, done my own investing, which, you know, taking care of my own IRAs and, mm-hmm. and investments. So I, I had a, a, a keen interest in that. Yeah, but also the, the main thing was really trying to stay in something connected, to stay in the area, which you know, we're very rural. It's hard to, to find a career that mm-hmm. allows you to stay in the rural area. That's very important to me. I didn't want to be in another metropolitan area and to, to keep and uh, build new relationships. Yeah. Did you find you were able to kind of maintain the relationships from your Sears background and work with those people again? Or was it making kind of all new connections once you started being a nine-pizer? Yeah, it was interesting. It's a good question because it's very interesting. I thought when I started this, I I thought, how am I going to transition from being the guy that sold and installed the refrigerator (laughs) recommending (laughs) manage their portfolio? But it really wasn't. It's 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 about trust. You know, you, you you trust the person to take care of your appliances or and or whatever you're you're buying. They also trust you trust you to take care of them. And that's that's mm-hmm. the main what you're doing is you're taking care of, or I am. I I approach the investing as taking care of the person and their family. Yeah, totally. I think you know one side we're advisors, but also we're kind of therapists and family counselors in a lot of ways because we are a big part of people's lives. It's cool. Yeah, I, I, I joke with Holly that sometimes I want to put that Charlie Brown sign out that says the doctor is in five cents of <laughs> therapy because that's a lot of times that's what we are. We're, we're yep. invented on. We get asked questions that don't make any have anything to do with their finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my managing advisor calls us professional handholders. <laughs> that's very true right now, especially. Yes. Um, so what has been your favorite part about being a financial advisor? People. I, just, I love people. And I love making that connection. Uh, and that that's the most rewarding mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. And I get to, I, you know, we go through generations, the hardest parts when you start, you know, when the client passes away, but when their heirs stay with you, that's very rewarding. Cause that, that was, that's a promise we make to people is that the last thing we'll do for you is make sure your money goes to where you want it to go. Yeah. So, so relationships and people, I know I keep saying that, but that's the most important thing to me and most rewarding. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you're really passionate about what you do. Um, I know you've been around the industry for a while. How have you seen it change since you started uh, till now? Yeah, that's funny. You guys, you guys are going to get a kick out of this. When I started, technology is what's really changed. It's it's huge. Mm-hmm. When I started, we didn't have email. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was not regular. It wasn't allowed because you know how just like you guys, we, we with texts and things, everything. Yeah. Regulated and, and permanently maintained. There was they didn't have ways of doing it. So we didn't have email in 2007. Wow, that is crazy to think about. Shortly after, but that was it was crazy. But that's the biggest thing is technology and just like this, the Zoom meeting. At least you're in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Larry, where are you? 
Ohio, like yeah, like Dublin, with Columbus. So here we are, spread out across the country, but we're we're on the same call and and talking. If, if that was not possible in mm-hmm. 2007. The internet was horrible. Yeah. So those are the biggest things. But also, there's a, a bigger market for people seeking advice now than there was before. In 2007, a lot of this business was product selection rather mm-hmm. than advice and financial planning. And that's this the whole industry has morphed into the advice uh, centric uh, service style. Yeah, which I think all of us would say is better. It's it's changed for the better. Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah. So what's a big misunderstanding people have about uh, being a financial advisor? Yeah, I don't know what, what people's understanding. Maybe that they're like the commercials where the guy is uh, he, he's the <laughs> big shot or something. I, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's uh, that we have all the answers or know everything about every stock. That's that's one thing people will ask me about stocks and I, you know, I got to look it up. I don't mm-hmm. know every one of them, but uh, I think that's a big misunderstanding and that, uh, you know, I don't know. That's a great question though. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get back to that maybe. Uh, what do you think is the most important tip you can give someone who's thinking about starting their investment journey, starting to work with a financial advisor really at the beginning of the whole process? Just, you know, visualize and, and verbalize your goals. Why are you investing? Mm-hmm. If you set that out, you can plot a course to the end result. Uh, and be consistent with your with your investing. Stick with it. It's uh, keep and when times are tough like they are now, keep in, you know, remember what your goal is and what your time frame is. And keep that in mind when you're looking at your performance. But be consistent is the most important thing. So I'm gonna hit you on the spot. So if someone is looking for a financial advisor, is there a trait that they should be specifically looking for in that financial advisor? And is there specific traits that they might should be staying away from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think people are pretty intuitive. If, if you meet an uh, advisor and they make you nervous, that's, you know, you, obviously you stay away. But if you're, you feel comfortable with somebody, that's, make, just stick with who, who you're comfortable with. If you're, you feel, if you can talk to them, that, if you don't feel like you can talk to your advisor, that's a wrong fit. You should mm-hmm. be able to have a conversation. You should be able to verbalize. Um, what what your concerns are and what your goals are in and not feel intimidated because it, it's an intimidating process to begin with is to start to to reach out to an advisor and and a lot of people think they can do it themselves and some people can and and but to recognize that you might need some advice and help along the way is a big step but be comfortable with who you're you're dealing with yeah definitely that's great advice because i think a lot of people we me are very insecure about their finances. So, you know, asking for help with someone you feel comfortable with is so important. Um, what investing mistake do you see happen the most? It kind of ties into that last one a little bit, but it, it's it's emotions. Money and finances are highly emotional and people make emotional decisions. Uh, that's the biggest mistake. Uh, Taking advice from the guys at the coffee shop because they, you know, they got a hot tip on a stock and they want to sell out of their their good mutual fund they've had for years. Those are adv- mistakes we've seen, but it's more more than anything. It's emotional. You get a, mm-hmm. a market downturn and 
people get excited, get scared, and make the wrong decisions. As Warren Buffett says, is that you you buy you you buy low and sell high. But most people, when you get emotions get involved, you make bad decisions and you'll sell low and buy high. Yeah, totally. Well, this year has been specifically, you know, hard with the down market. So when people are emotional, what do you kind of tell them to maybe keep them from jumping off the cliff? Go back and review what your goals are. If you start, when you start investing, whether it's in your first IRA or a 401k, why are you investing? You got to, you got to figure out why you're doing it. There has to be a reason. If you're just putting money in, then it's there's not going to be any staying power. You're going to pull it out and do do bad things. But if you have a goal that say maybe I I want to retire at 55 and I'm putting money towards that, and they get scared when they're getting close to it, you got to remember why you you invested in the first place. And that when you when you go back and review your goals, look at the long term history of it and how this particular investment has worked and 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 the returns that it's gotten. You can you can make sense of why to stay in it and keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, this kind of relates to my next question. Why do you feel someone should work with a financial advisor instead of trying to do all their investing on their own? One, it's overwhelming. There's there's over eleven thousand growth and income mutual funds available to retail investors. That's one sector of it, and, and try to pick the right one for you, and and keep your emotions in check. Uh, write out the, the plan, the goal of why you're investing to plot the course. So with the financial plan, you, you want to you know, state your goal at the end, how much you have now, and we plot how to get there. And, and how that'll, that'll decide how you're invested and how much to invest to get there. But that's the most important thing is to, is to stay on course, not make um, rash decisions. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you, Tim. I definitely learned a lot just talking to you in these 15 minutes. So it's been great talking to you. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. What is your family tradition? How do you guys celebrate? We eat too much. <laughs> too much food and uh, the great American tradition, I guess. We have three that we're doing this year. Oh, three Thanksgivings? Yes. We're doing one for my wife's parents and her family. So in they're elderly, so we're we're helping out with that. Or my wife is doing a lot of that. I'm not doing much of it other than show up to eat. Um, my parents are also doing it. So my sister's coming in from out of town, and I get to cook the turkey for that. And then my wife is helping with with uh, side dishes and things. And then we're having our family, my wife and I's family, on Saturday. So we'll oh, have a big wow. turkey and ham and twenty some odd people. That's a marathon. Larry, are you having three Thanksgivings as well? Uh, no, definitely not three. Uh, I say we usually just have one, but uh, it's nice. We have family coming in town. So we'll be together, you know, kind of all day, you know, appetizers during the day and then, you know, have a meal at night. But uh, it's kind of nice spending the whole day together. Uh, and then, you know, just just hanging out with the family is always nice. In uh, sweats, good chance we're going to be sitting in sweats. No dressing up on this this end. Expandable waste is, is right. Key. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Holly? Anything? Okay. You? We've got two meals starting Wednesday night, and then just the main one on Thursday. But I've already got family coming in, so I feel like we've got the pre-Thanksgiving routines going on, and so it's going to just be a full week of activities. Nice. 
Elise, anything on, on your end? Yeah, we, um, I got engaged this year, so it's our first combined Thanksgiving with both families. So that'll be fun. And hopefully everyone gets along, which I know they will, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. That'll be interesting. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Tim. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, we hope everyone enjoys today's podcast with Tim. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have any questions. Our contact information, social media accounts will be listed on Spotify, where you can find future podcast episodes. Also, be sure to check out our Investing Advice Roundtable YouTube page for more videos. Our disclosure statement. I'm Holly Henry with River Valley Wealth Management. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. I'm Larry Elovitz with Redwood Financial Group. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA slash SIPC. I'm Elise Levy with Legacy Wealth Planning. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC, investment advice offered through Legacy Wealth Planning, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.